Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another night of our special interest affiliate showcase. Each night this week, we've been highlighting five special interest affiliates and allowing them to tell us all about them and allowing the participants to ask questions as they want to know things. (laughs) Um, First of all, I had the ACB uh, Blind Students and Olivia O'Connell is their president. Uh, Is she on the line? No, ma'am, she is not. Okay. She isn't here yet. As soon as she comes on, I'll move her over. Okay, great. Well, then we will go ahead and move to the Braille Revival League, whose president is Denise Colley. Welcome, Denise. Thank you, artists, and thank you for inviting me. Uh, This is exciting. So 40 years ago, the Braille Revival League was created And it was created to promote the production, the teaching, and the use of Braille as the primary medium of literacy for all people who are blind and physically or mentally able to make practical use of Braille. And so um, as we were developing our constitution and looking at what our purposes should be, um, the things that really are most important to us are that we want to ensure that a proper sense of pride is uh, created among blind people in the fact that Braille is a method of reading and writing that can render them as literate as sighted people, um, stimulating in blind people a keen awareness of the practical uses and uh, importance of Braille in their daily lives, encouraging all blind people to read and write Braille, making Braille instruction mandatory in schools and other educational facilities for the blind, making the mastering of Braille an integral part of the curriculum for the training um, of uh, teachers of the visually impaired or prospective teachers of the blind and visually impaired, achieving a substantial increase in the output and availability of Braille material from um, our printing houses and our libraries with a high degree of ensuring there's a high degree of excellence and accuracy from our Braille producers and encouraging a maximum availability of information in Braille for consumers by providers of goods and services. And so essentially what that says is anything that's Braille related we are interested in. Right now, we know that there are fewer printing houses producing hard copy Braille in this country. And the National Library Service is looking, is in the process of developing approaches to create a Braille on demand system to limit the mass production of Braille books. And um, If you have heard, been on any of the NLS calls, you now know that they do have a Braille on demand program. And you can order a book in Braille, one book a month, and it is produced just for you and sent to you. And it's not necessarily mass produced and it's your book. And fewer adults seem to be learning Braille, which is really sad to us. The number of Braille readers served by NLS appears to be declining. And so, um, you know, these are things that are really a concern to us. And so let me tell you just a little bit about BRL and who we are. Um, We have four committees. We have our community outreach committee, our membership committee, our public awareness committee, and our publicity committee. Well, um, community outreach, um, one of the things that they are doing is a uh, royal birthday card. And you are paired with, you want to participate, you're paired with three other people. And those four people send Braille birthday cards to each other. And you can make the card, you can buy the card, however you want to get it, but it has to be a Braille card. Um, Our membership committee, of course, is working on membership. Um, They have purchased uh, Braille magnets and you can 
purchase those and order those magnets from our treasurer. Our public awareness committee has done something really interesting. Um, we have a member who's extremely creative. Uh, any of you who are familiar with um, Ralph Smitherman and his um, puzzle books, he created a alphabet sheet in print format. So what he did was he took it and created the print uh, formation of the six dots, the way they fall, and then um, those can be sent out to people and sighted people can see what the braille cell actually looks like. And then we have our uh, public uh, publicity committee that works on um, our website. Um, a couple of the things that we're really working on doing are that, of course, anybody who was at convention or listening to convention knows there was a resolution passed that ACB were, would work with BRL to explore the best way to create a climate and an expectation that Braille labels will be required on all products produced and sold in the United States. So we are going to begin to work on that project and hope we will be coming back in next year's convention to report our progress and let you uh, know what we're working on. One of the things that's near and dear to my heart that I'm hoping we can get more into is um, finding out what states around the country are doing the Braille Challenge. Um, and for those of you who don't know what the Braille Challenge is, I'm not going to go into a lot of information, but, but to say um, it's uh, a testing in five different areas of Braille reading and writing for children from first grade or pre-K actually, all the way through high school, and they're tested. And depending on how high you score, you may go on to uh, the next level. And there are uh, states around the country who do the local Braille challenges. And then depending on how the kids do, they get promoted to the next level and may end up going on to national competition. So it is a competition. Um, and there are ways that our chapter, our affiliates can be involved in helping to support those activities. So I'm hoping that we can look at that more and identify those states where the Braille challenge is being done. And if they're not being done, to find out why not. On the third Wednesday of even months of the year, so that's February, April, June, August, and October, and December, uh, at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, so that's 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we have our membership focus calls, <coughs> which we call the Braille Buzz. Um, generally, each call is specific to a topic, uh, we post the telephone number and access code in several different areas. We post it on conversation. We post it on leadership. We post it on the Braille Revival League uh, list. Anywhere else we can think of to post it. Um, and we, we've had some really interesting topics in um, August. No, uh, in October, excuse me. We had Brian McDonald from National Braille P Press telling us what's going on there. And in uh, um, August, we had Orbit Research come on and tell us all about the new stuff that Orbit was coming out with. And it's just interesting. And we get so many people on that call that we almost reach our 100 ma people maximum. So um, it's really exciting. It's really interesting. And you learn a lot. Um, Denise, um, do you guys have an email list um, for... Um, people that are interested or for members? <clears throat> yes, we do. We have an email list. Um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, our email list is. Uh, oh, shoot. I will get to it in a second. Yes, we do. I just have to get my notes all in the run, right place. Um, so, um, okay, you send a blank message to braille-subscribe at acblist.org. And if you go on our email list, that, you know, we post everything there too. So, um, you can see everything that we have there. You can also, uh, you know, just see the conversation that's going on. We do have a Facebook page. 
Um, and so um, we also have um, the calls are recorded and we do put them up as podcasts. So you can go on the website, which is at www.braillerevivalleague, all spelled out, .org. So um, you can go there and get the link to the podcast. Um, we do have a Facebook page, so you can go on there. You just type in Braille Revival League, and you will find us. Um, our board meetings are on the second month of odd, uh, second Monday of odd-numbered months. Um, so our board meetings are open, and we invite anybody to come who wishes to. Um, <clears throat> and we also have um, uh, uh, we right now we're currently doing as a uh, on community a grade three braille class. It's on Thursday nights at nine p.m. Eastern time, and um, you get to challenge your braille skills by you know, looking at a form of shorthand braille you can use um, for note-taking and other possible things. Um, they have lessons okay, that they go through. Yeah, and they great. are great. Um, do you um, have a newsletter? We have a newsletter. Oh, we have a wonderful, we have an award-winning newsletter, news magazine, really. It is called the Braille Memorandum. Uh, we, this year, have determined that we're going to send that out three times a year. Um, so you can, um, when you uh, join and you give us the information about uh, how you want your material, you know, your newsletter sent to you, the, the Braille, the uh, ACB Braille form and the e-forum, um, you also can get the Braille memorandum. Um, we have it in uh, Braille. We have it in large print. We have it email. So you can get it in any one of those formats by letting Jane Corona is our treasure know um, how you want to receive it um, it's just full of cool stuff related to braille what is your cost of joining <clears throat> the cost of joining is ten dollars a year which is not bad at all um, and um, you can call jane at um three six three one five nine eight two one three one or you can email her at treasurer at revivalleague.org and she'll be glad to take your information about renewing your membership or sending your membership. You can pay by check if you wish to. You can pay by PayPal. Um, uh, Do you have a link yeah. on your website? Um, no, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> okay. okay well, I, thank I, you. That's the one question I don't know the answer to. Um, yeah, okay, well, thank we, you so much you Denise, for your information. And we're going to move on to Patty Cox um, from the Citizens with Low Visions International. I'll move on to them and then uh, later we'll see if we can get questions for um, all of you. <clears throat> Go ahead, Patty. Hi. Um, so uh, CCLVI is an organization for those who have low vision um, anywhere from 2070 to um, light perception. And CCLVI strives to um, have websites, materials, um, help those who need to uh, get information to make themselves more independent as they are either losing their vision from a sighted person to a low vision person or low vision to total blindness. Um, CCLVI, we have quite a few, uh, about 12 different uh, committees that um, are working committees. Um, we do have... Um, on our website, uh, which is cclvi.org. Uh, you can go to that. We have quite a few things to look at on there. Um, we do have a membership form. Um, and if anyone needs to get on our email list, which we have an announce list, we have a members only list, and we do have um, a chat list. 
So if anybody would like to be part of that, they can go to CCLVI at cclvi.org and um, give us your contact information and we can get you on those lists. Um, we also have on there a list of our committees and how to join them. Uh, we have everything from publications, advocacy, fundraising. Um, there's, there's 15 of them all together, um, but 12 are really active throughout the year, convention committee. Um, so if you'd like to plan, fundraise, advocate, you like to write, there's a committee for you. Um, we do have uh, conference Zoom calls each week. Um, on the second and fourth Mondays of the month, we have a game night. We have quite a few people that get on there. We play everything from outburst, uh, five seconds. We do trivia. So if you'd like to have a good time, you can come to game night. On the third Monday of the month, we have a peer support group. Um, and that that is a really good peer support group. The first Monday of the month and the fifth Monday of the month, um, there will be either an open chat or we have a specific thing. We do have Let's Talk Low Vision on the third Tuesday of each month. And on Thursdays, we have what we call Table Talk. And that could be a subject, the speaker, or it can be um, uh, an open chat that has a, 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 a driven subject. Um, and then we also have a book club on the first Thursday of the month. On the at Fridays at 11 a.m., we have um, a call, our coffee talk on Fridays. They're at 11 a.m., and the first one is the book club. And then the other Fridays are topic-driven. Um, we will be making changes probably to our Zoom call um, schedule here soon. Um, so if we do have a calendar that's on our website, so you can go and see, you know, what calls are on there. We're also on community. Um, and uh, we do have an 800 number that people can uh, call and ask questions. And that is 844-460-0625. If you have any questions or you need to get in contact with someone, or you can go to the website and go to the contact us. Do you have a newsletter? We do. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. We do have vision access. It does go out to members. We send that out six times a year and um, it's every other month. And uh, it, it, it's a really good magazine, has anything from recipes to um, life experiences or um, in this last one, we had an article that talks about all of the appliances and how accessible they are in your kitchen. So we have a little bit of everything in our newsletter. Okay, well, sounds like you covered everything. Is there anyone in the audience that has a question for Patty before we move on to the next person? Do we have any raised hands? Um, I'm checking. Okay, let's see. No, man. But as soon as I say that, somebody raises their hand. <laughs> so that's why I hesitate a task second. Well, no problem. If there's none now, they can ask later. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay, we'll move on to our next speaker, who is Mike Mandel, who is here for Friends in Art. So go for it, Mike. Oh, okay. Well, hello, and, and thanks for asking us. 
uh, to speak with you this evening. I have to tell you that it's okay to ask me to repeat something. I had a stroke a couple of years ago, and sometimes not everything is clear um, when I speak. Uh, Friends in Art has been an affiliate since the late 80s and is involved in, of course, the promotion of art and artists, but audiences as well. Uh, we want to see that everybody is served in one, uh, in one way or another uh, by art. Uh, most of our activities occur at conventions. Uh, you're probably all familiar with our short, not shortcake, how about showcase? And um, where, we, where we have participants who want to perform, uh, you so uh, go through an audition process and then um, we juggle the participants and try and come up with a sequence uh, that really works for everybody. Uh, we also have what's called the art parlor. And the art parlor is uh, a podcast and also uh, you can hear it on ACB Media. Now, I don't have which stream in front of me here, but monthly uh, we interview different artists, vision-impaired artists from around uh, the country. Uh, we've had singers, musicians, authors, poets, um, performance artists. And so I invite you to look for that. We also have a website, friendsinart.org. And you can go up there and our dues are $15 a year. And Michael Byington is our treasurer. And um, you can certainly send him a check or PayPal or whatever payment method suits you. Uh, really, oh, I, I'm going to tell you about um, some of our best activities over the years. We have a listserv that is called the MIDI Mag, which is for uh, vision impaired musicians who use synthesizers and sound engineers and others involved uh, in that field. And it's been alive for about 27 years and is doing very well. And uh, we invite you to take a look at that. You can join, take a look, look around if you want. If you go up to our website, you can certainly uh, subscribe that way. Uh, something that we have done and we're going to, I believe, undertake further this year is having to do with the Berkeley College of Music in Boston, which by some is considered as the foremost exponent of American music. And by American music, we mean jazz, bluegrass, pop, R&B, etc. And these are places where a blind person uh, can be employed. Uh, we found that, that over the last 40, 50 years that the, uh, the corner bar musician has disappeared. You can't find those piano bars anymore, at least around where I live. And so we uh, went to Berkeley College and suggested that our people in order to make a living and stay competitive, uh, need to learn technology and music technology along with uh, what Berkeley has to offer with their other classes, harmony, uh, composition, etc. And we succeeded, uh, and they now have a, a blind division, and they have brailled uh, they have Braille textbooks, uh, Harmony, I believe, ear training. I'll have to check again, but uh, that's proving to be successful. And uh, it is time 
for us to re-up our communication with them. So we'll be doing that this year. Uh, we have committees, not as many uh, as some of you, but we do have scholarship, we have program, we have advocacy, we have finance, membership, and we invite anybody to go up to the website and uh, post any questions that you have about what we're doing, what we're doing, how we're doing it. Uh, we would like to reach out to more people. Uh, we had wonderful participation um, from Blind Pride, and is it, called, is it called Next Gen or Gen, Gen X? <laughs> Next Gen. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. The synapses are broke down here. Sorry. And um, we would like to have more in involvement with other affiliates to work with them on projects and perhaps co-host workshops uh, having to do with art and the other affiliates' specialties. And that's really most of it. Do you have any questions? Do you have a newsletter? Uh, no, a log of the bridge tender uh, was taken out of circulation about three or four years ago, and we have had discussions about a new newsletter or quarterly magazine, but nothing yet. And do you have uh, com any community calls? Um, the only one would be the art parlor. No, I have to, I have to check and see if that is still accessible as a, as a community call. I know it once was. Okay, great, great. I haven't seen any um, announcements about it um, in the last couple of months, so that's why I was curious if it was Sure, well, thank, thank you. We're having <clears throat> a board meeting Sunday, and that's one of the things I'll bring up. Okay, great, super, super. Well, thank you so much for your presentation. Oh, you're welcome. Questions? Thank you very much. <clears throat> Do we have any questions from the audience for Mike? Mm -hmm. I'm looking. Uh, no, but you know, they all seem. <clears throat> okay. Well, we'll move on to our next presenter, um, Sarah Calhoun from Guide Dog Users of America. Go ahead. Well, thank you very much for this wonderful invitation uh, to talk about GDY and, of course, listening and learning about all of the other special interest groups. Um, GDY, Guide Dog Users Incorporated, um, uh, our mission is, well, we're a membership-governed organization, and our mission is advocacy, education, outreach to those who use guide dogs to travel. Um, and we also are, uh, are available and um, encourage people who are looking to get a guide dog to to join us or join our chat list. Um, we have published a handbook um, for the prospective guide dog handler. So if you're thinking about getting a guide dog, it just has a lot of some helpful tips. And for those who have used guide dogs for many, many years, um, it's this is also a great place to socialize and uh and share events with our dogs, whether they be good events or, or um, some mishaps, because sometimes we will have trouble um, deciding when to retire a guide dog. And so that is so helpful to have other people 
that you can uh, talk with and other people that understand what you're going through. And then on the other hand, the excitement of getting a new guide dog and starting all over again with a new young dog and the new journey that you take with your guide dog and the bumps and everything that go along with it. So um, we, uh, we, we just, we have a chat list that um, members, and even if you're not a member of GDUI, you are welcome to join. And uh, we also have a business list for members. And then we have a leaders list for our affiliates. We have 11 state affiliates. Um, our website is GDUI Guide Dog Users Incorporated, GDUI.org. Or you can call our office manager at 866-799-8436. Uh, membership dues are $15 a year. And some of the things that we have done in the past, we've uh, had our hand in when the airports that serve more than 10,000 people a day um, have put in a, re a relief area for service dogs within the secured um, area. So after you go through the TSA and the screening with your dog, um, you don't have to go outside of that to take your dog to relief and then come back in through the screening again. So we're, we're, we've had our hand in that. And also with the uh, revised aircraft carrier access act and with guide dogs or service dogs, I'm sorry, on, on airplanes, um, we have good results and bad results with that, but um, that, that has proven to, to be something that uh, is helpful to flying with other passengers and the, and the flight crew. Um, we had our hand in that. And right now we are really working on with ACB uh, rare ride share denials. There's a lot of that going on with Uber and Lyft because they don't want to pick up a passenger that has a guide dog. And um, they, that's not, that's against the law. And so we are working on the denials and hoping to get better results there. Um, we have several committees, at least 12, fundraising, uh, advocacy, of course, <laughs> fundraising. We have a disaster assistance program. If a uh, guide dog team experienced some sort of catastrophe, flooding, a fire, hurricane, tornado, something mm -hmm. uh, along that line, we, um, you can ask for financial assistance, which is to help you feed your dog or take care of your guide dog during that time as you recover. So we're really proud of that. Um, we are very active in our uh, convention. Um, we are in touch with the guide dog schools. This past convention, our, the most favorite uh, program we have is the guide dog school update. This year we had 14 schools that attended and they give updates about the schools. Um, we have also a survey, guide dog school survey on our website. So there again, if you're looking to get a guide dog, you wanna see what schools are there. Are they in your area? What do they offer? How many weeks of training? There, the surveys are on there that you can review. Um, um, our, of course, our membership. We do have a newsletter, PAWS, P-A-W-S, news uh. you can use. <laughs> and we share a lot of uh, stories or uh, information coming up, uh, books, articles, uh, pretty much things related to the guide dog world. <laughs> and um, we used to have a magazine called Paw Tracks, and we, our members are really are wanting that to come back. So we are in the process of, of working on that. And, um, and uh, we also have a special concerns committee. So in the event 
you know, you, uh, guide dog crosses the rainbow bridge or even a handler is sick or you get a new guide dog or some, some kind of an event in your life. We do have a special concerns committee that will mail. It's a Braille card and it's when you open it up, it pops up with a flower or, or a sunshine thing. So we do send those to our members going through, you know, difficult situations or happy situations. So, um, but we, uh, we encourage people who are guide dog handlers who used to be guide dog handlers who are thinking about it or enthusiasts about guide dog handlers um, to join our group. And we have board meetings every other month. Um, it's open to members to, to join in and, and uh, listen. This Saturday, we have our annual membership meeting. And then our elections start on Sunday. So um, we keep pretty busy, just like uh, all of these other great uh, organizations. Are your email lists for members only, or do you have an open email list? Yes, we have an open email list. And if you go to our website, gdui.org, and then you um, enter on join, and it'll take you right there. And it's the GDUI chat list where you can be a member or, or not a member. You can join that chat list. And the instructions are right there on on the website great great yeah um how about community calls do you do some of those um we we have done some and um we are planning some new ones um uh we were we usually do run one around the holidays and then some with the schools but uh we do uh, like to host uh uh some of the uh, community calls Great. Well, super. Does anyone have any questions for Sarah? Hello. Okay. I was muted. I'm sorry. Um, yes, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, Pat, Pat Hansen has joined the meeting. Okay. My question is... Um, is there a way that a person that has low vision that would like to have kind of a little bit more of a training on, uh, on you, you know, working with somebody that has to use a guide dog so that we could help them kind of be able to identify certain things because the reason why I'm asking is sometimes I have situations where um, I get into uh, organizations that I, used to, I went through the school for the blind down in Salem here in, uh, in Portland, Oregon. Well, in Salem, Oregon, that is. But um, And I got taught a little bit of guide dog usage so i was able to run the guide dog through some training you know is there a way that a person that can have that has low vision be able to learn more about how to be able to work more with um guide dogs as well as people with the no vision so to be able to help them identify, you know what I mean? Yes, I, yes, I sure do. Um, okay. That's a great question. And now I know of, uh, well, I know Leader Dog School for the Blind in, in Michigan. They offer a one-week uh, O&M, orientation mobility, and it's, it's basically cane travel. And, um, I went through it in 2019 and I was on my second guide dog um, just to, just to brush up on my training. But during that um, time for those students who are, are thinking about getting a guide dog, 
they do have time and where you can work with a trained guide dog and kind of, it's there, you know, they take you out and, and of course the trainer's with you. So you can walk and, and get some of that uh, mobility and try that feel of holding onto that harness and working with the guide dog, learning some of the commands. Um, so that I know that is offered by leader dog and you do not have to be a client of leader dog and you don't have to be say, okay, I'm going to come back and get a dog from leader dog. Um, and there's no cost. There's no cost at all. There's, I know there is guide dogs for the blind in California. Uh, they have an O&M, but I do believe you have to be a client of guide dogs for the blind and then, and mm-hmm. be willing to, you know, get, get a dog. Um, but off track that that's about the only things I know because once people work with their have their own guide dog they form that bond and um I don't know some people might let you walk with your dog I've never been faced with that myself but um uh it's the best thing it found would be through a school through with a trainer, you know? Um, okay. So thank you. That sure. does well, thank you. Thank, thank you much. You. Um, are, do we have um, Olivia O'Connell on the call? No. Okay. And um, was uh, Chris Prentice able to uh, no. come on this call? Okay, well, then we'll leave it open for more questions for the ones that are here. Well, now, Holly, you do have, we have somebody, I don't think that is either one, area code 978, ending in 982. If you're either Chris or Olivia, could you raise your hand and then I can move you over or you can speak and give your presentation. But... It doesn't appear that that person is them. It's a New Jersey area code, but that doesn't mean they're in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) That was cell phones now, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, nowadays you can't really tell. Okay, that is, no, ma'am. Okay, Um, how about from Clubhouse? Do we have any questions from Clubhouse? Right, okay. (laughs) Kayla, go ahead. Okay. This well, is Jane in the hands on Clubhouse. You're kind of hard to hear, Kale. Uh, this is Jane. I'm your moderator. Okay, Jane. I'm sorry. Hands. She turned it on. Jane. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you were a little hard to hear. Yeah. There are no hands currently raised. Okay. Yeah, you are soft. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'll tell you a little bit about... <clears throat> um, Tomorrow night, we are going to have five special interest affiliates again. And tomorrow night, we're going to have ACB Lions. We're going to have independent visually impaired entrepreneurs. We're going to have Library Users of America. We're going to have Randolph Shepard Vendors of America. And we're going to have Viva, um, the Veterans So I look forward to having those. Then our following call will be in January, and that call will be on how affiliates can create goals that they can accomplish. So we're looking forward to getting good tips for affiliates to use to create their goals in the future. So do we have any other hands? No, ma'am. <clears throat> How about uh, Jane? Do you have any hands? By chance? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> One thing I like to encourage is for all special interest affiliates to write up an article about your affiliate, what makes your affiliate special, especially if you have an upcoming uh, special event. But just 
<clears throat> writing an article about your affiliate. And then um, you can submit it for the ACB Braille Forum, but you could also submit it to the editor's list um, that is available for all the editors of the newsletters for all the state and special interest affiliates. Um, your editor, editor would be on that list. And if you write an article um, explaining all about your affiliate, explaining how people can pay dues, and all of the different benefits of your affiliate, many newsletter editors keep saying they're looking for content. And all of the special interest affiliates are saying, hey, they don't understand why members don't know who they are, what they do. So this would be a good way for you to give your information out to affiliates and share it with everyone. And you could also contact other affiliates and ask them for their information as well that you could share on your affiliate newsletter or in an email list, etc. Because I think sometimes special interest affiliates are ACB's best kept secret. I don't know how many times I don't hear people saying, what does that stand for? <laughs> and sometimes it's just a matter they <clears throat> can't recognize the acronym, but they have heard of an affiliate. But it's really important to uh, do things like this to kind of reach out to one another. Also, I'd encourage you to reach out to state affiliates when they're <clears throat> looking forward to their next year conventions and telling them that you'd like to talk at their convention about your affiliate. <clears throat> Each state has members in it from your affiliate. So um, find members in that particular state that be willing to talk about it and talk to that president and see if they'd be interested in doing that with you. So those are just some suggestions you can think about for the future. <laughs> are there any last minute uh, questions for folks? Not on Zoom. What about Clubhouse, Ms. Jane? Uh, I may have failed to give the Friends in Art uh, website address. It is simply friendsinart.org. That's easy. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate um, it. Sure thing. Okay. You have nine minutes. Okay, eight minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any of you that spoke tonight have any more that you just didn't have time to tell us about or at the moment you were on you didn't think about you're able to share that right now we'll open it to any of you who have any final thoughts artist this is denise sure and um what i wanted to say was um we have six uh, Rail Revival League uh, state affiliates around the country. We have them in, <coughs> excuse me, in um, right place here, in Florida, in Texas, in New York, in Pennsylvania, which is our Jenny Beck chapter in um, California. California, yes. And <laughs> in, where's the other one? <laughs> uh, Illinois. And um, if you are living in any of those states, you can join that state affiliate. And then part of the dues that you pay to that state affiliate goes to um, BRL National. And we also have life memberships. So our life memberships are $200. You pay that, and that makes you a life member of Rare Revival League. Great. Thank you for that information. Do any of the rest of you have any um, state uh, special interest affiliate chapters? Uh, this is Sarah with Guide Dog Users. 
um, we have some state affiliates and we have Pine Tree Guide Dog users. They're in Maine. And then we have Capital Area Guide Dog users. And that encompasses Washington, D.C., uh, Virginia, Maryland. And there is a Dixieland, South Carolina. We have Florida. And then we have Kentuckiana, which is Kentucky and Indiana. We also have uh, Texas and Washington State. And um, I think I've covered them all. <laughs> oh, Georgia. I'm sorry, Georgia. And same as the Braille Revival League, if you join one of our state affiliates, then you become a member of GDUI. And of course, you're a member of, um, of ACB. So kind of like the same, you pay your dues to your affiliate and then it trickles down from there. So. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you. you. <clears throat> uh, can I go next? Sure, go for it. Um, so CCLVI has four state affiliates, California, Kentucky, New York, and Delaware Valley, which is Delaware and Pennsylvania. Um, we're looking to expand that. And our dues are $15. And, um, and you also receive the vision access as members, the publication, our newsletter. Great. Thank you, Patty. And um, Friends in Art, do you have any uh, state affiliate chapters? Uh, no, we don't. Okay. Thank you. We have members all over the country, and we converge um, at the convention. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you all stepping up and coming on to the program tonight. And I'm sure members of our audience learned a lot. And now they all know how they can be a part of your affiliate. And we are going to be putting together a um, flyer, which will send to everyone that has the list of all the affiliates and their current activities, which I'll be sending out to the presidents of the special interest affiliates first to make sure we haven't missed anything. So thank you all for being on the call. And thank you to Cindy for being our host and for um, Joe for being our streamer. And I forget who the... Uh, Jane was clubhouse. <laughs> Jane was a clubhouse person. So thank you all for helping us out to make this a great presentation this evening. Well, have a nice evening and hopefully we'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs>